We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I am your host, Chris McPherson, uh, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by who could be someone who could be, I guess, friendly, in a friendly manner described as one of the older statesmen of the game. He's uh, played at a few different clubs around the traps over the years. Uh, he's played at half the clubs in the Maitland district. Uh, always a well-loved and social character who uh, everyone's glad manages to get across the stripe most years and avoid the nudie runnies at the Hinton Hornets. Now, Shane Tapper, how are you, Tap? Hey, Lenny, how you going, mate? Good, mate. Thanks for joining us on the show tonight. Um, as you can probably tell, if you're listening in on the uh, audio, I'm actually away down in Melbourne, so Tap's joined us on the phone tonight, and uh, we do apologise if there's any audio difficulties. But, mate, um, started the year out at the Ants over at Aberglassen. Um, a lot of numbers there, meaning people weren't necessarily always getting a run. They've got good depth of numbers, so you took the transfer over to Hinton, you hit the ground running there, you've been scoring meat pies for fun. And, mate, have you, have you, guys, you guys haven't lost too many since you've been there. It's been a good start to your... Yeah, uh, turn up at the Hornets. Yeah, mate. Yeah, no, the, the Ants have um, they got a awesome roster, um, and and I, even to the point where they're actually cheering out a few players to the Mainland Pickers uh, in the lower grades, and they're actually they're absolutely killing it. And uh, yeah, the, no, the Hornets, mate. Um, it's been good, Lenny. It's um. There's a lot of old blokes. I think our average age would be up around the 40s. With Nathan Bradbury, Mick Redding, Fatty Byrne. Um, you know, like, no, it has been good. And score a couple of meat thighs off the old Mississippi moves. He'd be under the dummy half, close to the trial and just fall over, you know. Now you got you got some questionable characters out there too. I've seen some photos. There's a questionable bloke running water and another bloke by the name of L Hickey. Dubious, dubious sorts oh. of characters to have around your club. Mate, prettiest man in rugby league. I assume you're talking about Lachlan Hickey and not Woody. No, Lachlan Hickey, not Woody. Definitely not Woody. <laughs> hey, a yeah, few, few of the old Raymond Terrace connection there popping up with uh, those boys. And uh, Woody was one of the great water boys slash wingers. Uh, he used to you know, play on the wing in the lower grades against me back in the day. And then he'd run water for first grade and stuff. He's a, uh, he's a footy tragic uh, up there with the best of them. Yeah, I actually think I remember Woody running over you a couple of times when you were down at Lakes, too. Mate, there was plenty of people that did, mate. <laughs> hey, that's, what, that's, that's, that's when you were wearing those green and black stripes pretending you could blow a whistle. Uh, yeah, it was green and black back, uh, back then. And I, I think I was lucky that I was wooded the year. You remember when the uh, shirts, I might have been ripped to you, I had the shirts that said, I love bananas. Yeah, no, that, that, was, that was outside of my time, mate. I, I wouldn't have signed up for that. That sounds like a Chris Longworth sort of move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, Chris Longworth, um, I think they had to sew two shirts, or they had to in his recent outing, two, two shirts and two pairs of shorts had to sew them together. That's, yeah. why only, that's why he only runs every second weekend, they can't afford the gear bill. Uh, yeah, but right. Moving along, mate, we might jump into the League Castle Legends, and I'm going to start off, uh, my League Castle Legend this week comes from the Newcastle Hunter Rugby League in the B-grade competition, and it is... Uh, the former powerhouse and the defending A-grade premiers, the Shorty Devils, they've been through some tough times. They've bounced back with um, some results in recent weeks and they won a hard-fought encounter against a uh, decent East Maitland side. So 
Uh, talking to the boys at Shorty the other week when I had them on the show, they're calling themselves still dark horses, and they're still in the mix for that fifth spot with a couple of wins and a couple of other results going their way. So they might be the ones to watch, but a good win there um, by a side similar to yours, mate. They've got a good bunch of senior heads. They've got a few probably blokes that are a little bit green around the gills than you guys might have floating around, but... Um, they're sort of a really old bunch mixed with a young bunch and some seasoned blokes, I said. So good to see them get a win uh, uh, up against East Maitland. You know, any side coached by Noel Dent's never easy to beat. Oh, that's right. Noel's been around for a while. We've, we've, I mean, the, the record was there, isn't it? But, um, yeah, good on Shorty. They've, uh, like you said, the, the old heads leading the way and showing the young blokes um, how it's done, maybe teaching them a few bad habits, I suppose, along the way. Yeah, I'd expect plenty of bad habits out of blokes like Jaden Tongue and Buff Baker, so... Uh, what about yourself, mate? Who's your league castle legend for this week? Well, I've oh, been an old goey boy. Lenny, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's got to be a session I'll go in. Good win over Macquarie. They're cruising along in, um, in third spot. And they started off the season not the best. And they, they seem to be uh, cruising along all right now. And, and, and it's got a lot coming good at the um, right time of the year. Yeah, they certainly are. Obviously, uh, the addition of Scott Briggs. Doesn't hurt any any squad. Um, he's you know he's a superstar in his own right when he's when he's on. Uh, something else that I've noticed this year uh, that hasn't always been the case for Sesto. Like they're sitting in second in reserve grade, so they've also got a little bit of depth this year, which is great to see. They've quite often been strong in first grade, but their, their lower grades might not have always been as competitive over recent years. So great to see them pushing yeah, up there. So a bit of depth, which is great to see. They're sitting in the top five in both those grades, and uh, yeah, it's always good to see the Coalfields club strong. And you're a man who's you know, Coalfield's footy's close to your heart. You played a few of those clubs, as we said. Yeah, that's right. I remember my time back at Chestnut when, um, you know, Derek McVeigh and Petro were coaching, like, all three grades were cruising along pretty strong, you know, were, were going good. Reserve grade, they played a couple of reserve grade during finals. And, um, you know, even third grade were, were going really good. But, yeah, no, it's good to see them coming good. Um, I mean, that's good. Coalfield's. Good to see the Coalfield footy kicking along. Certainly is, and we've got all, all, all three, all three Coalfield sides, mate, sitting in the top five currently, which is uh, a pretty big thing. But Lakes on the charge might have something to say about that, which we'll see uh, shortly when we do get to the Newcastle Rugby League. Uh, but yeah, as you say, I think it's a good thing when we've got a couple, at least a couple of strong Coalfields club. It's a good representation for the uh, whole competition as, as a total. Oh, most definitely the grassroots of rugby league. Yeah, exactly right. It's a heartland. Uh, we've seen plenty, plenty of them come through there. Um, I actually saw something on Facebook today. I was just trying to scroll and see if I could find it, but it was a Australian schoolboy side and uh, from a few years ago. But there was this bloke with a long blonde mop of hair that he'd love to have back right now by the name of S Story, uh, along yeah. with some with some superstar names that went on to bigger careers. And he's probably a guy that you know things go, go slightly differently. Uh, could have played, had a long NRL career himself. He certainly wasn't short of talent, and they had a great generation of players come through. You know, in that nineties period, that's for sure the Goannas. Well, yeah, I've, I've seen that picture. It was um, yeah, it was pretty good. He um, he's um, he's certainly done. He's certainly been around and done a bit. And he's done. He's won a few grand finals. Yeah, I saw him in a Waratah Old Boys one the other day. He's been to a couple of clubs, and uh, obviously all those moves of club have, have been quite stressful on him because that that long long blonde mop of hair certainly isn't there anymore. Yeah, he's probably had as many clubs as me. He's got a good camera collection too. You certainly would. Uh, we might jump in from here and we'll jump into the Group 21 action uh, and we'll have a look at 
There was only the one game last week in the reserve grade. No grains in first grade as a catch-up weekend for them. Uh, so have a look at this weekend's fixtures and, and it might just get your thoughts. Tap on who you'd like here. So we'll start off up at McKinnon Field in the... Uh, sorry, we'll jump up into the reserve grade. So Sunday uh, up at McKinnon Field, the 12.30 game is Aberdeen versus Scone. Both these sides sitting uh, pretty well on the ladder at the moment. Uh, Scone in second place, uh, sitting there chasing ladder leaders Mary War and uh, Aberdeen in third. So it's a crucial game, a win, a win here for Aberdeen to pull them level on points. Can the uh, Tigers get it done at home? I, I tell you, Scone always come up with um, with cracker sides. Lenny, I, I don't know where all the players come from. They're a little place. They're, they're pretty strong in their rugby league and rugby union for that, or they were. But um, no, I think for me, at Aberdeen at home and reserve grade, yeah, most definitely. But what about Marywell sitting top of the table? Yeah, they certainly are with that extra win in hand. Uh, they played that extra game, so be interesting to see. They've lost two, Scone only the one. The Thoroughbreds are just full of depth. It's crazy to think between their two grades, Scone have played 20 games for 18 wins, one draw and one loss. And their combined for and against is plus 518 between the two grades. So uh, there's something there's something good in the water up there. They put a couple of 90s on the teams, I think. Yeah, they certainly have. Last, week, last game, they put 70 on in first grade. So we'll jump back to the Saturday fixtures and Denman host Musselbrook. Uh, the Devils, it certainly uh, hasn't been their year really in either grade. Um, they're sitting at the bottom in both grades. Um, unfortunately, they had some points taken off them by the Group 21 competition. They've got to, they've also played an extra game that game against Marywell. Musselbrook sitting in fifth and uh, hunting that final those final spots. Uh, so look, I'd expect the Rams to win this one pretty comfortably. Yeah, I think Musselbrook for me, they're Lenny. Um, yeah, what a shame. That- the Devils sitting in last side. Well, I've played for Demon for a couple of years. Another club you can take off. <laughs> Another one to add to the list. <laughs> Another one to add to the list, but it's growing. But uh, yeah, no, I think I think Musselman for sure. Yeah, it's interesting to, interesting to see that one being played at Marywar as a curtain raiser to the 350 game, which is great to see. So a double header out there at Marywar. And it's Marywar versus Greater Branks, and it is first versus, I think you'll find, seventh. Uh, Greater Brankston, only the one win to their name. Uh, Maryville had a bit of a, a, a rougher run leading into last week's fixture, but uh, I'd expect them to chalk the two points here uh, in a pretty comfortable victory and maintain first on the ladder. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's a shame for Greater Brankston too, like all these, all these sides that have, that have done so well in the past. I think they've only got Reggie's now, haven't they? They do, yeah. Yeah, no, probably Maryville by 50s. Yeah, the next one's an interesting one. It's probably the match of the round in reserve grade. It is uh, 12.30 at Pertec Park there at Singleton. It'll be the curtain raiser to first grade. And it's Singleton hosting the Murrundi Mavericks. And, uh, look, Murrundi haven't had the best of the season, but they mixed it with Merriwell last round. So um, they'll be eyeing off Singleton here and uh, maybe thinking they might be able to spring an upset. They've only got the two wins for the year, Murrundi, but they've been in a few arm wrestles. And uh, Singleton, look, they've probably underperformed this year, but um, they'll be confident going into home, but they can't underestimate Murrundi uh, in this one. Yeah, you're right. Although, I think Murrundi away are a different story to what they are at home. Um, it's that special plane up there in the middle of winter, I can tell you. Um, can only imagine. No, I think, yeah, I think Singleton will do this one for sure at home. Lovely. So that, bring, that that wraps up the reserve grade competition. We'll jump into the first grade. Just the two fixtures, obviously a four-team comp this year. 
Uh, so we've got Aberdeen and Scone in a top-of-the-table clash up there at McKinnon Field, following on from the same teams playing in the reserve grade fixture earlier on Sunday. So that'll be a 2 o'clock kickoff at McKinnon Field. Uh, Scone haven't lost a game this year. You'd be, a brave, you'd be a brave man to tip against them here, but uh, a win for Aberdeen and all but lock up second second place for them. Yeah, for sure. i tell you what, I, I put this one up there with the Cessna Curry class, the, the local derby, Aberdeen and Scone. Um Mate, I'm going to go to the upset. Adelaide at home, McKinnon, McKinnon Field. I tell you what, I've seen some good tussles between these two teams, but yeah, Aberdeen at home for me. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to stick with the, the I'm going to stick with Scone and my man JJ Upthorpe. Uh, I was fortunate enough to play some junior footy with JJ, absolute superstar and a veteran of local footy, uh, Central South, and now up at Scone for a number of years. Uh, they've got a really strong outfit, and if they've got everyone on the paddock. There's a reason they're, t- they're 10 points clear atop the ladder and uh, a draw would be enough for them to secure the minor premiership with four rounds remaining, which is pretty crazy to think, um, especially when you look at the depth of talent a couple of these other sides like Aberdeen and Singleton have got on their books. So certainly an interesting one. In the other clash, the third versus fourth battle, Singleton take on Denman. Denman, if they could get the win here, actually pull level with Singleton on competition points for and against, not in their favour unless they can win by 50, but... You never say never. There's been some weird results in this Group 21 competition, but uh, being at Pertec Park, I think the Red Dogs will be uh, a little bit too strong for the Devils. Underachievers for this year for me. Singleton, there, Lenny, I think. Um, oh, I, I, yeah, Denman, Denman on their day, I don't think they'd go all right. But at home, Singleton again, I think. Yeah. But they, they're certainly, they're certainly underachieved with, with some of the players they got. They certainly have. I don't think they've had their full squad on the paddock too often when you look through uh, sort of you know player numbers and different things. Uh, interestingly enough, just looking back through the fixtures, these guys played in round one and round two. They split the results, the home side winning both of those. Uh, they then played in round six and round seven. Uh, Denman getting, again, the, the home side winning again. So they've played four times already this year. This will be the final time they'll clash, but the home side's won every fixture so far. So... Um, it definitely has me leaning to Singleton in this one. So that'll wrap up the Group 21 action. So just on the Group 21, what else do you reckon sports better off and pick the top four? Well, yeah, if you pick them in order, still probably about a dollar four. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not there's not much imagination when there's ten points between first and second. As I said, a draw this week, and um, the only real thing is can Denman pick up two extra wins on Singleton because they're not going to catch them on four and against. Unfortunately for Singleton, there's four rounds after this. So they play Denman, and then they've got Aberdeen away. But then they finish with three home games, which is Scone, Aberdeen, Scone. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, yeah, it's not not a great run. Their uh, their current record against Scone for the year is uh, two losses and a total score of 106 to 20. So yeah, I'm oh, sorry, th- three losses. I, I apologise, and it's actually 164 to 20. The last two weeks they've played Scone and lost 118 to six. So. Yeah, you'd be a brave, brave man to tip Singleton to, to climb their way back against Aberdeen. Even with two wins, they're, they're struggling. So it's uh, yeah, the, right. the great, the great news for Singleton though is if they get to the finals, they've only got to win three in a row and they win the comp. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, exactly right. It'd be an, an interesting yeah, final series, but I think yeah, I think I think Scone's about their winks, winks or black caviar sort of odds to uh, to lift this, which is probably apt with them being the thoroughbreds. So well, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you might be onto something. Although, being, a, being a, a, an Aberdeen, oh, there's another club for you. <laughs> <laughs> might be shorter if we let the listeners know who you haven't played for, mate. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, we could do that. We'll just keep kicking them off. <laughs> speaking, of t- speaking of ticking them off, mate, we might jump into Newcastle Rugby League. You'll have, a, have at least a couple in here, I would have thought. Um, and the, res- the results from the weekend will, was round 11. Uh, I was fortunate enough to go down and co-commentate for Bar TV Sports on the 24-16 win for the South Lions. Very impressive side. They weren't in top gear. They didn't, uh, didn't really uh, click their best. And uh, I was fortunate enough after that match to catch up with South Newcastle captain Brendan Simpson. Yeah, well, they, um, South, uh, I'll tell you what, they, they could be the Dusties, I reckon. I think they're, they're the dark horses. They always come good towards the end of the year, don't they? Yeah, well, they're sitting, they're sitting in second. They've got two games in hand, so they're certainly right in the mix. And like I said, they, they look like they're in third gear for plenty of this match. It was very end-to-end footy on a... Um, very windy day down there at Townsend Oval. It was blowing a gale, uh, and they they got it done again. They just they just seem to have to know how to have enough to get some of these games done. Um, we'll get a bit of a, a real look at them this week uh, when they take on ladder leaders in a top of the table clash against West this weekend. But we'll get into that in a sec. The other results: your boys, the Cessnock go in as thirty-two fourteen winners over Macquarie, as we touched on. Uh, they led this one essentially uh, from pillar to post. Uh, the Scorps got the first try in, but after that, it was all. Cessnock, uh, some tactical kicking on a windy day as well, taking three penalty goals. Uh, they secured a strong win. Uh, they led 18-4 at halftime and just went on with the job in the second half. And look, they're starting to look like they're clicking into another gear and uh, building towards what could be a bit of a, a shake of uh, some finals action. Yeah, well, I think any side, like you said, any side with Jacob Briggs, Briggs in the team. Scott, Scott Briggs, mate. Scott Briggs. Jacob's at Belmont Tower. Yeah, that's right. Even Jacob, either. <laughs> what a family, what a what a talented family of football players. The, the, the irony is the Scorps have got Isaac and Randall. So <laughs> there you go. I think, I think there's five yeah. five of them, five brothers currently running around in either Newcastle Rugby League or Newcastle. And even Rob's still playing in the Wobbacool. So mate, what, yeah. what 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 a what a footballing family they are. Oh, unbelievable! But yeah, mate. Um, no, I think uh, yeah, it's not um. Look, and then, like you said, they've got a good mix of, of the old boys and the young fellows too. They're, they're um, oh yeah, I like the goalies. Yeah, we move on to Sunday and Lakes, thirty-two defeated Curry ten back-to-back wins for Lakes, and uh, they're starting. To, they're knocking on the door of the finals. All of a sudden, it was only a couple of weeks ago that they were they were dead motherless last, and uh, you know people were starting to question what was going on at Lakes. You know, had Glenn Aglam leaving been you know the catalyst for them just to rapidly descend even further, but. Uh, you know, they're now only a win outside of the finals and, uh, mate, based on their form in the last game and a half, uh, what they did in the second half against Maitland the week before and a strong win against a good Bulldog side, yeah, has the, has the young Lake side finally turned the corner? They're a different side at Carl, though, too. Oh, it is. It's, um, it's a hard field to go down and win a game. Um, you know, and to win against Maitland and Curry, like, they're big results, aren't they? Yeah, they certainly are. So uh, Lynn and Shepard will continue to have them up and they'll have another tough test this weekend. The final game of the last round, it was 40-0 to nil at half-time. Uh, Matt Landry rested a number of his troops on the road in the second half, including Luke Walsh. But the West Rosellas ran out resounding winners, 61-0 to nil over Central Newcastle. Central had a couple of players out, but that's a, that's a, that's a phenomenal result, isn't it? Oh, that's a huge result, yeah. Oh, Wes, what can you say? That, that Matt Landry, what a coach, too. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. He, 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 he himself a referee, too. He calls himself the golden whistle. I don't know if you've heard that one. 
I, I haven't. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Matt referee, but there's not much he doesn't know about rugby league, so I'd back him in if he had a crack. Um, it's, uh, it's certainly... West have got the target on their back. We'll see the cracking clash. The first one of these clashes was washed out earlier in the year, the West-South derby, and we'll see that on Sunday. It'll certainly be... Um, well, it promises to be an absolute belter, and that'll give us a real real sense of where these two sides are at um, in terms of, you know, West only having dropped the one game against the uh, Cessnock side the first week. They had Scott Briggs on the paddock. And, yeah, look, West, it's West competition at the moment. Uh, they've certainly made no secret of that. It was a huge disappointment and surprise around what happened in 2018 down at uh, Harker Oval. And, uh, look, another season like that. And Matt Leantry, I don't, it doesn't matter how good of a coach or how much he knows about rugby league, he, w- he wouldn't have been staying in the job there if they were still if they were languishing 7th or 8th now. Probably even it would have been a mid-season relief of position, I think. Yeah, well, um, I mean, they, they, they like to win two more. That is, that's West. Yep. I think those two teams that you, that you mentioned, that's that'd go pretty close to being this year's decider, South and West. That'd be a cracker if that's the case, because there's no love lost between those two inner city rivals. But we'll jump onto the round twelve action, and we start on Saturday afternoon up at the lovely revamped Maitland Sports Ground. Geez, that's a good venue. The Maitland Pickers, they're sitting in fifth. They've had a bit of a, an ordinary run the last couple of weeks. Uh, a loss to South, a fade against Lakes. They were sitting third two weeks ago. They take on the team that's now sitting third, the Curry Bulldogs. There's no love lost between these two sides, Tap. Uh, the, the pickers, Luke Dorn, will have them fired up and, and they really need to kick up a gear from the last two weeks. I think, you know, I think they'll need to be. Curry are always a tough, physical side. They, they come out, you know you've played a game of football and I think Maynard will find that out. Yeah, so who's your tip here, mate? I think... Uh, I'm going to go Curry. I'm going to go Curry. Yeah, well, Curry, Curry welcome back. Uh, Jordan Mitchell and Zeb Dunson. Uh, they do lose Adam Swadling uh, and John Amaloni. Interesting, in former NRL player Matt Allwood comes in for uh, the pickers in the centres. So, former Warriors player. Uh, he'll certainly add some punch there. Uh, Marco Della Pena in the other centre was one of their best last week. But that'll be an interesting battle. You'll have the electric, electric pace of Ngara Barker uh, and... The, the, the power of Zeb Dunstan up against Della Pina, who's played Queensland Cup, and Allwood, who's played NRL. So they'll give some great options to their their, in, their, their strong halves pairing of Geordie Connolly and Fraser Price. But, you know, those guys match up against the likes of Porter and Haynes. There's some there's some awesome matchups in this game. But, yeah, I'm going to lean to Curry as well. Uh, I think that the, the dogs are just... They're in some pretty good form. Yes, they lost to Lakes last week. But they showed um, the week before against Central. They really know how to get it done. So I'm going to go the dogs and, and the freak to lead them home. Yeah, well, I tell you what, you're making me feel old. Marco Della Pena, I remember playing third grade. I think you were down at Lakeshead, and uh, he was only about 18. I was playing third grade, and Rossi, the great Rossi Buscombe was coaching, making pickers third grade. Yeah, it's, it's a, it, make, it makes you look back sometimes, and you look at some of these guys, and I look at some of them, and I go, you know, I'd coach them when they were, you know, I'd coach them, referee them when they are into the 12s and 13s and 14s, and now they're, you know, season, season first graders who've played 50 first grade games and things like that. So it's, it's and so I can only imagine, mate. You've got you've got nineteen years on me. So uh, moving along to the next game, and it's six plays sevens. It's a late, a late Macquarie derby. It's the Macquarie Scorpions hosting the Lakes United Seagulls. Uh, my old side. Uh, a big out for the uh, the Scorps is Todd Hurley. Only returned a couple of weeks ago and was and has been a great addition to them. Uh, Lakes are as per last week, and uh, mate, my heart mate, my heart says to tip them no matter how they're going. But off the back of two wins. And against their uh, late Macquarie rivals playing for the late Macquarie Shield, 
Uh, I'm going to go to Seagulls to knock over the Scorpions and make it three on the trot and maybe sneak into, into the five if uh, Maitland lose. Wow, big call. Be cool. no, I, think, I think the Scorps. The Scorps. It's, yeah, it's a tough place to play, Lyle Peacock, that's for sure. Uh, oh. I remember my first time there. I think I was about uh, 40 seconds on the field before I got laid out by a swinging arm from Jamie Watts. Good times they were. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I did cop a few, and I was going to say, I'm not the only one that would have copped one from Jamie Watts. I think he's dished out a few of them. <laughs> uh, we, move, we move on to Sunday's fixtures And it's, it's those boys you're talking about Your league cast legend Cessnock Goannas They have a chance to go back to back With uh, a clash at home at Cessnock Sports Ground there Up against the Central Newcastle Butcher Boys Central a host of changes They welcome back Ethan Cook Kurt Donahue uh, Ethan Campbell and Ryan Milgate come in Mark Bates, Denzel Ryan and Matt Atkins go out So it's a bit of a reshuffle Kurt Donahue and Milgate in the centres Ethan Cook back in the sixth jersey. He had some serious experience back to their side. Reed Hugo comes in for Cessnock and Joe Bromage and Seton Reed are the players that drop out uh, from their side with one to be named. So central, the experience of Ethan Cook will make a huge difference. And Kurt Donahue, he's been electric. He was the key reason they almost came back and managed to beat Curry the week before. So it'll be a different central side of the lineup this week. But I think the Goannas at home are going to be pretty hard to beat for the second week in a row. Yeah, it's a go-in at home for me, for sure. Lovely. And final match is that one we talked about. It's the top-of-the-table clash. Uh, I'm intrigued by this. I'm looking at the team names, and, and South have added three players with no outs. West have added two players with no outs. So they must be playing 19 against 20 by the look of it. Uh, I'd say there'll be obviously some refinements to come to the team list, but uh be interesting to see uh, how both sides come out of last week's encounters. But this this is a cracking game. You've got the halves, O'Donnell and Walsh versus Glanville and Keelan. Uh, you've both got mobile back rows. You've both got big front rowers. I mean, you've got Higgins and Simpson up against Tafura and Kupo. Uh, Morris and Langbridge in the nines. It doesn't matter where you look. There is there is solid players all across the park. The utilities in Walsh and Brown. Cameron King versus Tafau coming off the bench. Warren Schilling's coming off the bench. Al Lantry coming off the bench. West are just stacked. It's hard to tip against them. Oh, for sure. Although, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Chelsea's going to give him a run for their money. But, yeah, I, I think West for me. What about Warren Schilling? He, he's been a great player for what he is, hasn't he? He has made it. Um, I remember playing for Central in under-18s, and just the one instruction I got was my first game against West. They're like, just don't run at that number number 11. I was like, why is that? And they're like, you'll find yeah. out, but just don't run him. And it was Chilo. Um, and sure enough, yeah, I found out. I, yeah, I, I, I had back-to-back weeks. I, I got chopped in half by Shiloh. The next week, my first hit-up, I ran into Joel Edwards. So, you yeah, know, I was, I was enjoying Newcastle footy at that point. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, look, th- th- this will be a cracker. There's no love lost. It's worth, the well and truly worth the price of admission, a sausage sandwich and a can of two is new uh, down there at Harker Oval on Sunday. And uh, But, yeah, as I said, I just can't see a tip against Wes. I'll be very surprised if I tip against West all the way through the regular season. I think they'll get it done. I think it'll be a close scoring, maybe a low scoring affair too. There'll be plenty of physicality. But, yeah, the Rosellas under Matt Lantry's tutelage for me. Yeah, I think there'll be, there'll be six or less in it and West for me. Lovely. We'll jump into the stuff that uh, gets the crowds around for these uh, and the listeners in for the podcast. The Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League. We'll start with the A grade. There's uh, there's not too many not too many results to recap with two forfeits: Fingal Bay and Carter forfeiting to Dora Creek and Waratah respectively. Woodbury versus Belmont South was postponed. There's been plenty of chat about that on, on our Facebook page. I'm not going to delve into that, otherwise we could be here for an hour. 
The one game that did get on was a cracker. It was Windale 28-20 winners over Dudley, really firming their grasp on that third spot. Uh, a lot of people when Windale came up sort of thought they were just going to be making up the numbers, but they're right in it now and uh, got a good grip on third spot and only need another couple of wins and on the way home and they'll secure themselves a finals berth and uh, there's plenty of heart in that Windale side, so you can never write them off. No, that's for sure. Someone tells me you're the mayor of Windale, is it? Well, mate, I, I, I'm the mayor. I'm the mayor of anywhere that'll have me. So, I, I was I was I was going for the mayor of Aberglasson, but there's this little uh, short podgy boy that occasionally plays in in the halves and nine that's already appointed himself out there. I don't know if you know him. Oh, mate, he's like the boss hog of Aberglasson, isn't he? Well, he runs, he runs the when, when he's not uh, sharing himself out to be the Maitland Pickers third grade halfback, that is. So, <laughs> nothing he can't do, young Mick Akers. He can do everything, I'll tell you. Mate, if he's good, if he's good at uh, being a mayor as he is punching above his own weight, then I'll let him be mayor. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no comment. I think, yeah, I think he's, he's a better mayor. <laughs> it's not hard. Not hard. We'll move on from that. Uh, let's have a look at this weekend's fixtures. They're all Saturday afternoon in the A-grade competition. We start at 3 o'clock, Fingal Bay versus Waratah Mayfield. Fingal Bay, they were, they were red hot at the start of the season. They've come back to the pack a little bit. Unfortunately, had a forfeit last week, only 11 fit players. Uh, I, I heard they were really, really starting to shake some cages and rattle some trees and even even talked about bringing John Gutherson out of retirement last week. So, Yeah, well, Gutherson. He's, he's got 98 games, so I think he needs to come back for two, mate. Like, he'd, he'd only be about your age bracket, wouldn't he? Oh, he's older than me. I wouldn't be the oldest man in the league. Nah. I think Gutho would be up there with um, Simon Chappell. Yeah, well, they would have played at the Bay together, I reckon. So, uh, yeah. probably, probably close in age. But this would be an interesting one. It'll be a tough trip up to the Bay for Waratah. But, you know, Waratah are stacked to the gills with uh, big, strong second rowers outside backs. Hearing a whisper that they saw on Chad Solman, who you probably know from uh, around the traps. Uh, so, he's another addition to their halves. Depth alongside Boney and uh, Warren Towers. So, they're uh, they're stacked for players, so I'm going to go with the cheaters to win this one. Yeah, I think I think up there, uh, single player, will, they'll, they'll, they'll have some like more troops and they'll have some good troops, and it's always hard up there. And I'm like, I'm going for single bay. I think single bay will be All right, lovely. Next one up, three o'clock. Fred Harvey Oval. Hopefully, we don't have too much rain, and this one gets washed out. Woodbury versus Dudley. Uh, look, Dudley coming off the loss, they'll be smarting after that one. Uh, I think the one thing that uh, you can guarantee about this is it'll be physical. It'll be very physical. And with the crowd behind Woodbury, they're hard to beat. Well, the interesting thing about Woodbury, since they've come back up to A grade, yes, they forfeited a game, but they haven't lost a game, I believe. So it'll be interesting no. to see. Uh, obviously, they had the forfeit and a washout, but they won their other two games, and, and they'll be they'll be eyeing this off. Uh, they, they were protesting the, the regrade back up to A grade, but all of a sudden they're sitting in fifth and they're in the mix of a finals berth. A win here would actually make it a real tough battle for Dudley because I think it would put four points between them. So uh, with Woodbury with two games in hand to catch up against Belmont South. So anything's possible, but I'm going to go uh, with my heart and uh, I've got some good mates that are there at the Magpies. I'm going to go the Magpies to win this one in a high-scoring but tight encounter. Well, it's, a kind of, it's kind of a north versus south for me, isn't it, Lenny? I'm, I'm going to go for Woodbury, I think. At home, we can't there. They will indeed. The next two fixtures, both at 3.30. One is the top of the table clash. It's Belmont South hosting Dora Creek. Both teams having the week off last week. Dora Creek, unfortunately, had their old boys day, which uh, uh, they still celebrated with their ladies' league tag being at home, but it probably wasn't quite the occasion. But uh, 
This one, again, you talk about belting clashes. This one will be an interesting one. Uh, the Rabbits, they're a strong side. They're by Aaron Morris and his crew there. Uh, Dora Creek, they've shown what they can do. They haven't lost a game. Uh, they've only had a couple of sides really get close to them. But, uh, yeah, Belmont South will fancy themselves in this one, I think, at home at Lennigan. Yeah, I think they will. I think Belmont South will. I think Belmont South might do Dora Creek. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I'm sitting, on the fence. I'm sitting on the fence. It's a tough one, but I'm just purely because of Dora Creek's results previously. I wouldn't be surprised either way, especially with Dora Creek not having had Thea and Pearson on board in recent weeks. But... I'm going to go to the Swampies to get this done. Uh, I reckon this one will be something like 32-30. Uh, discipline will be the key here, which will be an interesting one for both sides where that hasn't probably been too much of a key in their other fixtures. The final match of the round sees Cardiff. Hopefully they can get their squad back together this week at home against Windale. It's a bit of a local derby there. These two sides uh, have had some absolute cracker clashes in A grade over the years and, and, and uh, going a long way back to the old lower hunter Days, uh, old rivals and, and no love lost. But uh, after that win last week and the fact that Cardiff have been light on numbers, I'm going to have to go with uh, Matty Garrick and his boys and the Windell Eagles to win this one and continue their march. Yeah, well, they did, did have uh, Matty Garrick as a profile pick on Facebook, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, mate, we, we, we do go way back, so, you know. <laughs> well, I'm, no, I, I think Windell, yeah, Windell for sure. And you're, you're talking about the old Lower Hunter days. She's always back with the Karoo Roos back in them days there when you saw play Window, Cardiff, and Bordeville even had a team then. Yeah, you are, you are throwing back tap. <laughs> that would have been when the All Blacks had a team as well. Yeah, the All Blacks pulled a deal and looked something. Yeah. Now, now instead of pull a deal, you get to go to uh, Arimba to play Tall Timbers Timber Cutters. You do. Yeah. All right, we'll jump into the B-grade, mate. Uh, we'll have a look at the results from the weekend. There's some very close games in this B-grade competition. It's a, it's a cracker of a competition. Uh, unfortunately, one of the results, Katara, they forfeited. They weren't able to get their B-grade side mounted up, so they, they forfeited to Malibula. Glendale with a bit of an upset win, 26-24 over University. I'm told University had a terrible day from the kicking tee, which crueled their chances. Morpeth won the top of the table battle, 26-22 over Westie. And Shortland, 28, defeated East Maitland, 22. So great to see every game in the competition decided by a converted trial less. So uh, hey, get down to your B-grade fixtures this weekend. There's plenty of good ones to have a look at. Oh, for sure. What about Morpeth? What about their roster? I'll tell you what. They've, they've got one of the hardest hitters in, in, the, in, in any of the comps in Alpha Balbo. Yeah, he's, he's another one I've been chopped in half. Well, this seems to be a common thread of this of, of today. We're finding people that um, have chopped me in half during my... <laughs> My thoroughly unimpressive playing career. Yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably try and catch up another deal with them all. So doing it, you know? Yeah, most people would like to shout him a beer for that. Uh, you can add Shane Johnson <laughs> to the list as well. I don't know what he was doing playing third grade for Cessnock when I played for Lakes, but he was. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a name, yeah. Yeah, um, I just noticed looking at this draw, unfortunately, Qatar, it looks like it's withdrawn from the B grade competition going forward. So that's, that's a shame to see. So there's now a buy in the competition and Glendale will have the bye this weekend in B-grade. They were originally to play Katara on Friday night. So just the one Friday night fixture. It is the Bar TV sports fixture. It is East Maitland versus Malibula up there at Henny Penny Stadium. Uh, this will be the Bar TV game, as I said. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to be there. It's just a stone's throw from home, so I get to go down and do the commentary. Uh, joined by the, the, the son of uh, an East Maitland legend in uh, Cam Mitchell, uh, son of Neil Mitchell. But... Um, yeah, I'm sure the guns will be out flexing and tap. You're telling me that you might make an appearance as well, so all the celebrities will be out and about. I reckon I could squeeze down there, check out Cameron Mitchell's gun. Do you reckon he'll have a tank top on, even if it's 
Mate, it'll be minus six, minus six degrees and snowing, and, and he'll have a singlet and budgie smuggers on probably now and him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's well, you might need to put a couple of pairs of socks down those smugglers, though. Uh, mate, this one will be interesting. East Maitland haven't been in the best of form. The Panthers, obviously, coming off that forfeit. They've been a bit hot and cold on their day. They can beat anyone, but uh, it's always hard to write off. I know East Maitland played Westie in a Friday night game, and they had Westie's measure for probably 60 minutes of the 80. Um, if they can just build on that, you know, the, I wouldn't want to be trying to tackle Chad Irvine on a cold night, that's for sure. Yeah, no. Well, Chad's been around for a while too. He's a, he's a good player, Chad, and a good bloke too. I haven't seen many blokes of his build, but he can get. He just gets. He can get through eighty minutes if he needs to. He's a, he's a, he's a bit of a phenom. He's a, he's a fit bloke. He's, he's very fit. I remember once I was like that about nine, about twenty years ago, maybe. Yeah, he's Panthers in a close one, but with no confidence, I'd actually like to see East Maitland get the win here just to liven up the competition a little bit and keep them within striking distance. Uh, they are sitting down the bottom of the ladder. Uh, I was going to say in eighth, but they're now in seventh. Oh, no, so they were in seventh anyway because they're in front of Katara, but you know, a couple of wins outside of that top five, but not so far away that they're completely out of contention. So a win here would uh, certainly keep the race alive, so that'd be great to see, but uh, certainly worth getting down. It's a great spot there, especially if you like the smell of Henny Penny. Uh, but if not, then make sure to tune into Bar TV. It's the only Friday night footy around this weekend, so it'll be uh, certainly worth listening to or at least watching. Maybe just turn the sound down because I'll be talking rubbish with Cam most of the time, I would have thought. It'll be worth, worth getting down and just to get Cam Mitchell's autograph. Well, that's it, mate. I don't know how many other people can get into the ground if he's got his guns out, though. Not too many. Uh, all right, so on, on Saturday, we've got a couple of good clashes as well. Uh, first off, at Tuxford Park, Shortland playing West Walls End. Shortland coming off that win against East Maitland. Uh, West Walls End off that loss. They'll be smarting, and uh, I think the Magpies will probably be a little bit too strong for the Devils here. Yeah, I think West Walls End, West Walls End for me. Like, although, from what I heard, like, it was a pretty um, physical game, the, the, their last game against Northwood. Certainly was, yeah. It was pretty... There. Certainly was, yeah. So it'll be an interesting one to see how they bounce back. Uh, but with a front row rotation of Yonke, Jackson Yonke and Melmoth, uh, they'll certainly front up up front. I know that uh, Shortland might be a bit smaller in that area, so that'll make it interesting. The final game of the round sees the new ladder leaders, the Morpeth Bulls, hosting uh, one of the sides that were pro- probably earmarked as favourites, but had a shock loss last weekend to Glendale, the University of Newcastle Seahorses. Uh, this will be interesting to see how the uh, younger, smaller side of university take on the physicality and uh, what's the nice way of putting this significant experience of the likes of Alfred Whaleboat and Co. Uh, Morpeth, um, I, I think they're going to this one up favourites after their win last week. Yeah, I, I think Morpeth, um, Morpeth for me, and they will probably go and out their prediction, Aaron Williams to score a try from I was going to ask, is your, is your favourite Newcastle Hunter Rugby League player, Aaron Williams, uh, is he pulling the boots on? Well, I've, I've heard he's, he's pulled him on once or twice this year, but they're very short stint. That's all right. Three penalties for three, three, penalties for three flops. <laughs> At least he knows his strengths, mate. He's not trying to overcommit. So, um, <laughs> uh, he's good value, as I see him and you getting him plenty of the banner on Facebook around the oh, stuff. Man. I love it. I love the big fella. There's always been. You big boys have got to stick together, mate. Um, we'll move on to the C-grade competition and the results from the weekend. Uh, Morris at 20, defeated Gloucester 16. 
Budgewoy, 32, defeated Westwood. Uh, was in Maryland, sorry, 14. Tall Timbers, 40, defeated Abmain, 14. And Aberglassen, 36, defeated Raymond Terrace, 18. So uh, most of those games going pretty much to expectation. But Morissette beating Gloucester. I know Gloucester don't always travel the best, but probably a little bit of an upset. Yeah, I think when I was, well, I played Gloucester as a starter when I was with the Ants. They struggled because a lot of the blokes had to work. And I think it's like the shift work in the mind and that. That's what's it up. Group 21 too, I think, but when you've got to work, you've got to live in Harmony, but yeah, I, uh, Gloucester, they've got a really good playing roster, haven't they? Like, they've got a great roster. They certainly do, that is for sure, and uh, I've been told we're going to have a couple of Gloucester player profiles in, in the coming days, so I'm looking forward to seeing who uh, pops out of the woodwork there. Hopefully they can uh, give us a rundown on, on the illustrious two Steves, Cook and Fost, Forrest, so two characters there, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think once I think once the whips start cracking, that, that Gloucester will be right amongst it. Uh, as you say, they've got a strong playing roster. It's just about getting them all on the paddock together. Um, but a few really strong sides there sitting up the top of that table in Aberglass and Tall Timbers and Gloucester. So, uh, and as we've seen there, Morrisett on their day, they uh, they probably don't when you, when you go out there and see Morrisett, they probably don't look like the uh, strongest footy side. But there's some very deceptive physiques out there, that's for sure. They keep coming at you. They've got some phenomenal yeah. talent and, as I said, some deceptive body types that might play in the halves and stuff that look like front rowers, but they've got movement, they've got feet. So, uh, yeah, a very dangerous side on their day if they can discipline being their issue. This weekend's fixtures in the C-grade competition start off 2 o'clock at Curry Sports Ground on Saturday. The Abmain Western Hawks, they take on Walls and Maryland Tigers. It's been a tough year for Lowy and his boys out at Walls and Abermain have been a bit up and down. Uh, Abermain featuring... Uh, one of you, someone from your generation, mate, in uh, Big Jim Abbott. Oh, Jimmy, love him. He's a champion, mate. Yep. He's a bit older than me. He's up there with Chapo, too. He was, he was very excited, Jim, to be named in our uh, over-35s team. So we could, we could nearly get an over-40s team, I think. And we could probably push that age bracket up a little bit. Most of the blokes in there were well into their 40s. Um, we can push an over-45s there, Lenny. Might, might have to get Dickie Dyson back playing. Yeah, uh, one of the blokes uh, who was it that brought up his hundredth game at Karua the other day? Um, uh, Dwayne Fleming, yeah. Yeah, he's got his young fellow players. Oh, mate, it's awesome to see. Like you love to see it, and oh mate, mate it, 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 it's, it's scary that Jim's been doing it for a couple of years though. Yeah, I don't think I'll get there when Talis is eighteen. He's only twelve in the moment. So you, you, you'll come back. You'll come back for one game, mate. give you a fair spray. I have no doubt. He, he actually had young Nuller Armand referee the other week and he gave young Nuller a fair spray. He probably deserved it though. He did. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, we're both going the uh, Hawks in that one? We'll go the Hawks, yeah. Next up at three o'clock down at, uh, up, sorry, at Burke Gallagher Oval. What a, what a road trip this is. Gloucester taking on Budgeoy Bulldogs. It's a, t- it's a tough road trip no matter where you come from, but it's a long way from Budgeoy, and, and they've been very hot and cold this year, so I think Gloucester will win this one in a canter. Yeah, I think Gloucester, Gloucester will do it uh, fairly easily. Yeah, like you say, the road trip up there is pretty tough, but I'll tell you what, the bus trip back's even tougher. You've just got to drink enough that you get to sleep through it. Uh, next up, 3 o'clock up at Lakeside Oval, 
Raymond Terrace taking on Morissette. This will be an interesting one. I uh, did the commentary for this earlier in the year. Morissette and Raymond Terrace are right in the arm wrestling in the first half, the uh, Magpies, but discipline um, in the second half was the key for Morissette. And I just think Morissette will continue on from their win over Gloucester with another two points here up at Raymond Terrace. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, Morissette seem to be coming over with a bit of a wet sail, don't they? Like you said, the discipline is, um, yeah, that can, that can be a letdown for them. The final match of the round, and it's. The, ma- the final match of the round, and it is my match of the round in C grade. The Tall Timbers, Timbercutters, up against your former side, the Aberglass and Ants. It's so hard to know. Aberglass on a lot of depth, but there is some variation between the different lineups they can put out, given any week, based on, you know, and that's what we talked about with mine work and those sorts of things. Uh, the Timbercutters, a very yeah. different side at home. This will be a belter of a clash down at Bill Sawyer Park in Arimba. Yeah, I think it'll be a beauty. Um, like you said, like, when you say like the difference in, in the, the lineups for Aberglass, no matter what lineup they put on, it's still going to be a, a strong outfit, and and they won't go down with with uh, with their weakest team for me. So I'll go down with a pretty strong outfit. Well, I, I'm pretty sure the mayor didn't play last week, so he should be fresh to go. Yeah, well, I'm forecasting, you know, or predicting at least two, maybe maybe three tries. It won't pass the ball, many. Well, mate, when you're a halfback trapped in a front row, it was physique, a very short front row at that, but, you know, you, you just got to do what you can do. Yeah, halfback captaining goalkeeper, you forgot that one. Yeah, no, no, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think anyone's uh, stopping, um, his name escapes me, the young bloke who plays hooker from goalking, he's red hot. Oh, yeah. Jer- is it Jeremy Fredericks? Jeremy Fredericks, that's uh, four kids related to Chris Longworth, what a shame. Yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to publicise that, I think he's been trying to keep it secret. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think the answer that one and what's what's big wins he'll already he'll tear he'll tear these blokes apart. Yeah, I'm gonna have Aberglass in a, in a probably a high scoring affair. Uh, we'll move right along, mate. We'll jump into the footy. That this, this is where you're gonna get excited, and I expect lots of deep insight on this one. It's a Northern Conference. Uh, the results from last week. We'll fire through all of them. Some. Uh, everything went to script in these results. The top four sides all being the bottom four: Clarence Town 54, Patterson 12. Hinton, 52. Maitland United, 24. I noticed no S-tapper on the, on the score sheet, but we'll get to that in a sec. Stroud, 54. Karua, 12. It must have been that week for the old boys not to score because S-chapel wasn't on the score sheet either. And Dungog, 48. Defeated T-Gardens, 26. So I think all this round highlighted for me is there's a fair bit of separation between the top four and the bottom four in this competition. Yeah, there is. Um, boys. We didn't get the... We, we, got, we got the win, but we didn't get the other results that we wanted, like... We thought, yeah, we'll put a big score on Maitland United. And if the other teams hadn't have put 50s on, we are looking good for four and against. Oh, I thought you were going to say you lost the boat race. <laughs> we never lose the boat race. <laughs> That's some good drinkers in our team. I can imagine. Sometimes it's not at Walla, but our pub on Red Cruises, we're all safe. Yeah, exactly. This weekend, only the one fixture on Saturday, and that is Dungog hosting Stroud at Bennett Park. This one, it's the match of the round. It's going to be a belter. This is second versus third, I believe. Um, and, yeah, there's only one competition point separating second and fourth. So hopefully for your sake, uh, you guys get the win on Sunday, and obviously these guys have a draw for you and you jump both of them. Oh, yeah, they can just each other. But, mate, I'll tell you what Stroud were the hardest team since I've, I've gone to him. They're the hardest team I've played and I think Stroud will beat Dungog. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Dungog for my little mate Lee Nevin that I play Aussie Rules with as well. Uh, 
don't think there'll be much in this and it could go either way, but just home ground advantage and uh, fear of Lee. Uh, the first time I came across Lee, I had to send him off for uh, sliding feet first into a tackle. He's, uh, he might might only be a little bloke, but um, he's certainly got the mongrel of a, of a front rower in him, so you got to watch him. But um, I'm going to go him, him to get man of the match and a double and Dungog to beat Stroud in a high-scoring encounter. So, and, and F9's refereeing up there. He's Dungog favourite. He's the mayor of Dungog, isn't he? That's what he told me. Well, that's what I thought, too, yeah. Shorty Yeah, oh, loves it. Mate, he's, he's a long way up. I think he's doing A grade or B grade probably these days. Yeah, he's probably a 10 times better referee than uh, Chris Longworth. Yeah, exactly right, mate. Um, moving on uh, on Sunday afternoon at the bright and early time of 1 o'clock, Hinton versus Patterson River at Stewart Park there. Uh, well, no, no need to ask. Um, it's just about how much Patterson River wins this one by. Oh, you cut out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll have two tip, two tips for the Hornets here, mate. What, what what's going to be the key to the game, and how many tries are you going to get? Yeah, well, I think I'll be the key to the game, and I'm I'm, I'm looking at a double this week. I think I've got a couple to make up on um, Todd Knox Niven. He scored a double on the weekend. Can you tell me this, um, Lachlan Hickey? How many tries this season? Me? No, Hickey. Probably, I think it's only about three, or if any. And how many have you got? Three, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm just going to see if I can bring this up, actually, while we're talking. But, uh, it doesn't move over the line as good as No, well, mate, you're pretty top-heavy, that's for sure. Right, let's have a look here. Lachlan Hickey, two tries. Two. Shane Tapper, three tries. I, I reckon there should be a wager on this on uh, if you score more tries than him, what the, you know, whoever the loser is, there's got to be some sort of penalty at the end of the year that our fans know about. I think so. I think we should organise something. And, uh, well, I'll probably be right. As long as Buddy Matthews isn't playing five eights, he won't pass with the ball. <laughs> All right. Mate, buddy. There's, there's, a, there's a good wager. Buddy or Nathan Bradbury to do 10 in the bin. Yeah, right. Yeah, but Buddy Matthews has always been, uh, as it minded, a uh, ten-minute breather from here from every now and then. That's it. I just put me in. Up. Yeah, exactly. Well, you 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 have plenty of experience with the Simbin too. I would have thought. I've <laughs> been good this year. I haven't had one. You've learned. Yeah. So I, I reckon uh, I reckon loser out of you and Hickey owes the other one a six-pack and um, might have to have a penalty on your silly Sunday, which you guys can figure out between yourself. Might not be fit for air. <laughs> we'll, 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 mate, you got you got a one try lead already, so we'll sign him up when he's got when he hasn't got a right of reply. That's right. I think we we can organise something. Yeah, excellent, mate. I look forward to seeing the uh, the, the uh, photo of proof of pay up of that at the end of the season. Uh, final fixtures in the uh, Northern Conference. We've got Clarence Town taking on Tea Gardens. I think that's um, that's a lay down Mazzare on Clarence Town. Yeah, I, I think I think Clarence Town, but. I, Tea Gardens, I mean, Tea Gardens were pretty physical when like, we, we put a good score on them, but they were very physical. Yeah, I think if it was up at Tea Gardens, it yeah. might might be a different story up there, but at, at Claro, uh, certainly Claro. The final game of the round, mate, sees another one of your former sides, Karua, uh, head over to the Concrete Square at Coronation Oval to take on Maitland United. This one could be an interesting one. The Roos haven't had the best season, but they'd probably fancy themselves down here against a Maitland United side that's been out of sorts in recent weeks. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, it's going to be close. I think this is probably it's going to be a real, a real good game. It's going to be close, but on 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 what I've seen this year, 
mate. That'll be too strong. Uh, and we'll wrap up the show, mate, with the Southern Conference. Uh, just the three fixtures uh, to come this weekend. We'll run through the results quickly first. Uh, last week's results, Hamilton 32 defeated Carter 14. Swansea 26 defeated Kersley 10. And Katara 40 defeated Wanji 12. No surprise there. A bit like the Northern Conference. It was the top three sides winning. Awabagal had the bye. Uh, that sees Hamilton on four points clear at the top. And then Swansea and Katara both on 18 points. And an eight-point gap back to Cardiff and Awabagal. So the top three are all but locked in. Um, and Hamilton have got one hand on that minor premiership. This week's fixtures, uh, and we'll just fire through them in a second because we're starting a little long in the tooth on the show. Uh, first up, uh, Swansea have the bye, so they'll pick up the two points. Cardiff versus Katara. The Bears now just down to one side. Uh, that'll certainly probably strengthen their uh, hopes. It'll be interesting to see what players, are, you know, what has to happen there in terms of players being able to drop back and those sorts of things. I'm not too sure. Um, I'm sure Newcastle and Hunter's got some rules to probably protect against them, just sending them all down. But uh, you'd have to think the Bears have been in good form to take down the Cobras here at Cardiff Oval. Yeah, Bears for me. Yeah, lovely. Next up, the Kersley Crushers host the Hamilton Ducks up at Jeffrey Park on Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock. The Crushers are in improved, uh, in improved form, but I just can't see them beating the juggernaut that is the newly entered Hamilton Ducks. They're flying high, the Ducks. What about the Ducks? They are going well, aren't they? They've put some big scores on teams too. They have put a couple of big scores on and... I just love, though, that they're, they're about the culture first and then footy second a little bit, which is, you know, the whole thing they've built their team on. But they've had some success off the back of that, which is great to see. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, ducks me. And the final game of the round, it's a local derby, the Western Lake Macquarie derby. Shannon Turton and his Awabakal Eagles host the Wanji Warriors at Walters Park on a Saturday. They don't get many Saturday home games because of the rugby union. But uh, this one will be interesting. Uh, there's a few boys... Uh, to, that are returning out to the Walters Park, former Lake Macquarie rugby boys playing for Wanji. So Shannon Turton will head out there with his uh, Wanji boys against, as I said, Shannon Mavens at Wapakal Eagles, I should say. Uh, it'll be the Battle of the Shannons. And I'm going to go to the home side to get this one done in a uh, high-scoring, physical and fiery encounter. Yeah, well, I, I'm not sure, but I thought I read a thing on Facebook saying that the games may have been postponed. And, um, but if it goes ahead, I think... Um, actually, yeah, it does say, yeah, I've just seen that four hours ago, it's gone up, I hadn't checked their page, so due to, due to some sorry business in their community, Wobbegal's game this weekend yeah. has been postponed, so that game won't go ahead, yeah. so we won't worry about that, that's, that's a shame to hear, um, unfortunately, some, some sad news in their, their club community, um, so that game will be caught up in a fortnight when we've got the catch-up round, so just the two games in that, in that comp this weekend, so... That will wrap us up. Um, as always, don't forget to check out our social media channels, uh, Facebook and Twitter. A big thank you to everyone. We hit 1,000 likes this week. I was going to say finally, but I mean, we've only been going for just over three months, which is which is phenomenal. The support the communities give, the rugby league community's given us. And um, we put the call out the other day in regards to player profiles and, and we've been inundated with people requesting the template. So we'll have heaps more of those to keep you amused with some of the, uh, some of the stuff that comes out from there. Um, and of course... What was that? Sorry, mate. Let's play a profile of the good stitch-ups. You, you would have enjoyed the Aaron Williams one particularly, I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to do as <laughs> Yeah, well. Um, so, yeah, so, um, again, we are on the lookout now for a few sponsors. So if you've got a business, contact us. We've got some really 
Um, low entry points. We're not looking at huge amounts of money, and it's about money going back into the development of the show. It's not about you know fundraising for the sake of it. Um, if you did want to get involved with the show, give us a shout. Give us a message on the page. Um, but of course, make sure to subscribe, share the share the podcast with your friends that are involved or support Newcastle and the Hunter Rugby League competitions. Um, you can listen to it on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, any other good and reputable podcast source. Um, but thanks again to you, Tap. Thanks for joining the show tonight, mate. I know you've been you've been banging on the door for a while, and uh, we just had to get the right opportunity for you. Um, so I appreciate you you jumping on the phone. It's late on a Wednesday night, so I appreciate your time and. Uh, Good luck this weekend uh, up at Stuart Park for your Hornets, mate. Hopefully you can get a bit of meat. Yeah, thanks, Lenny. Um, you're doing a good job, too, on the, on the podcast. It's good that, that someone's uh, keeping everyone up to date with what's going on with the local league, you know. And, and it's good to be able to join the illustrious company of Jeremy Lowe and Mick Akers. Yeah, as, as, as people can see, if they want to get involved, I think we've got the next three episodes booked up. But, um, you know, we, we don't have too many stringent, stringent requirements for our co-hosts or, 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 in that case, a host either. Um. <laughs> no, I just wait to see when uh, Chris Longworth going to get a crank yet. Yeah, we'll wait, we'll wait and see on that. We might, we might, we might see what happens. He's, uh, he's, he's made himself available if needed, so he's, he's an emergency co-host, but we'll wait and see. But uh, yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait and see. Yeah, but uh, no make sure you get out to your local footy this weekend. Thanks again for tuning into the podcast. We'll catch everyone next week. Uh, good luck to your side, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.